welcome to episode number 118 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. Over the last several weeks, we've been talking in the area of understanding that God is our source for whatever we need. The title of our podcast is Quality Christian Living. That has to do with living a life filled with abundant life, an overcoming life, a life with joy and peace and contentment with our relationship with God and knowing who we are in Christ. And it kind of goes on and on. So all of these topics that we'll be speaking about on this podcast will have to do with the life that you live and how you handle life. I'm focusing today, though, on a specific subject that I think will bring a lot of questions and I believe, hopefully, we'll have some answers for you in relationship to the topic entitled, God is our source for miracles. You see, I believe in miracles. And I believe most of you who are listening in today believe in miracles. That's probably the reason that you tuned into this particular podcast. A lot of people say that miracles have stopped, that God no longer works in miracles, and that those are things that happened in the days of Jesus or in the days that of the Old Testament or wherever it might be. But I can tell you right here and now that I'm a living example of one of God's miracles. Now, I know people take it very lightly when you tell them that you've been healed or that you've had a situation in your life that had to be a miracle from God. So because of that, I'm going to give you some examples examples and hopefully show you how to talk to other people about what a miracle is, where they come from, and how you can identify what's a real miracle and someone who's just basically talking with something that doesn't have any substance. Let me start off by giving you my definition of what a miracle is. It's an event that is contrary to natural or scientific laws, something connected to a divine activity. Now, if you look at that, that basically says that science doesn't believe in it and that it's not a natural thing to see miracles. Matter of fact, it's a supernatural thing. In my own life, I've seen people have great miracles in our life. I've seen it in our church, in my own life. And so I'll be using some of those references as we go from time to time. Now, today's podcast will simply introduce the topic of miracles. At a later date, maybe in a few weeks, I might do an entire series on miracles. And let's just see how people respond to it and see what the interest is in people and hearing more about what the Bible says and what people have to say about miracles in their life. As you go through the scriptures, you see that miracles started in the Old Testament. Obviously, it began in the first book in the Bible, the book of Genesis. See, in Genesis, we hear about God's creation of heaven and earth and all the things that he did. These were all miracles, and they're miracles that basically we're living on. We're breathing the air that's a miracle. We're drinking the water that's a miracle. And all these things are miracles that were created by God. Now, some people would say, no, it's just evolution. But we'll address that also in upcoming weeks. So now once we get past the creation and we know that we're here, and we can certainly can prove that, then we need to talk about the miracles in the Bible where God then protected the people of Israel and he brought them out of Egypt and he protected them and it was a miracle that he was able to get some million some people say it was a million people some say it was two million people that were released from slavery and bondage by Pharaoh and God brought miracles in the form of plagues that hit Egypt and that caused Pharaoh to say okay take your people and get out of here so then God continued to do miracles to protect the people of Israel he fed them with manna from heaven he protected them with a wall of fire he protected them by parting the Red Sea and allowing them to get across it and then using it to drown the Egyptians who were coming after his people. So we can go back way in the Old Testament and see examples of miracles. And throughout the Old Testament, we see miracles of great victories and kings that came into power and then some kings who were taken out of power because God did a miracle to remove them. You see, it's God who decides who's going to be the leader and who's going to be appointed. God can put a person in a leadership position. He can also take them 
them out of a leadership position. That would be a miracle from God. But now as we get into the New Testament, we talk about the many miracles that are here. The simple fact that Jesus came to earth was a miracle. He was born of the Virgin Mary, and he became a a great teacher when he was about 12 years of age. So that alone is a miracle because he was raised as a carpenter in a carpenter's house. So there's a number of miracles I just explained to you, and some that are very obvious, and some that obviously some people will question and doubt, and that's always going to happen. But when you look at the Word of God and you start finding examples of miracles, we must never forget that we serve a miracle-working God. And we must also never forget that the answer to our need for a miracle can only come from God. We must never underestimate, though, the value of our small miracles, little things that we ask for and something's answered. Sometimes that's a miracle and sometimes it's not. And I'll be talking about those in detail in upcoming weeks. We need to learn how to receive the miracles that we need. So we're going to approach all those topics today. We may not get them all in, but if not, they'll be covered in future podcasts dealing with the subject of miracles. Now, miracles are related to the in the Bible in many different formats. One is described in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where the Apostle Paul is talking to the people of the church in Corinth, and he's explaining to them about the gifts of the Spirit and explaining to them about various times of gifts and kinds and types that he talks about the issue of. These are all miracle things that are taking place in people's lives. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Let's start at verse number 4. I'm reading in the New Living Translation. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith. To another and to someone else, the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. Now there we go. We're starting to see more and more references to miracles. He gives one person the power to perform miracles. Did I hear that right? What Paul is saying is that people can receive the gift, the miracle gift of performing miracles. You know, we read about in the Word of God that Paul had the gift of miracles and that Philip had the gift of miracles. So God wanted his people to perform these miracles and it'll be all to his glory. Now, it's not because that person was anyone in particular or a special person. It just simply was that God used people to perform miracles, and he does it today. In our church, we've had many people who've come to have prayer for needs that they've had. I remember one instance years ago when a man came to me and he said he was getting ready to have surgery on his hip. He was a very heavy man, and his hip was basically destroyed and was basically breaking down. And the doctor said the only thing they could do is to take his hip out and put a new hip in him. And so he got scheduled to go to the doctor. And I prayed with him and all that stuff before he left. But when he went to the doctor's office, the Holy Spirit convinced me that I need to go over to the hospital and pray for him. So I did. went over to the hospital. I was there with his wife and his, I guess, some friends of his and him and I were there and the doctor came in and out. And I asked him if it would be okay if we were to pray that God could do a miracle in his life. And he said, well, certainly. So here he was with this hip that was completely shot. I mean, it was gone. They had already planned for the surgery. The doctor came in, looked at the x-rays, and we met each other and greeted each other. And when the doctor left, I laid hands on him. I basically put my hand on his shoulder. I anointed him with oil because I believe the Word of God tells us to do that. And I just prayed that God would do a miracle in his body and that 
the surgery would not be needed. Now, we were only minutes away from this surgery, but I believed in faith that God could do it. And so we lifted it up to the Lord and we prayed and we said, this hip will be fine. And that when they open him up, they'll find out that there'll be absolutely nothing wrong with him and he'll be released from this place. So then we prayed and I left. It's right after I prayed. So he was pushed into the operating room and about an hour later, I got a call from the people at the hospital and they said, we'd like to have you come back and see this gentleman that you had prayed for. He's asking you to come back. So I went back to see him and there he was in the bed and everybody was back there, including the doctor was there. And when the when I walked through the room, the doctor said, Pastor, could you tell me what you did? And I said, well, I just prayed the word of God over him and believed that his body would be healed and that God could create a new hip in him. And that's basically what we prayed. So the doctor said, well, I've never seen anything like this before. And he said, when I went in to do the surgery, I opened up the side of his leg and up his to his hip. And when I looked in and examined his hip, it looked to be in perfect condition. He said, so I had to stop the surgery. We took a new x-ray just to be sure that everything was fine. And he said, he showed me, he said, here's the first x-ray before he went into surgery and his hip was basically deteriorated and it needed to be replaced. He said, but then when I looked in and noticed that it was just fine, I took another x-ray and here's the new x-ray and his hip is perfectly fine. He said, it's literally has grown back where it should have been, has been put back together and is as good as new and we don't need to do any surgery. He said, the only thing I feel bad about is I had to open him up so he does have an incision that we have sewn up and that has to heal, but his hip has been made perfectly whole. And I said, well, doctor, I guess we just have to give the Lord credit for that. And he said, I guess we must because there's no other answer to it. Now, that's an example of an instant healing. I was there. I saw it. The man was in our church. If you were to go check the records of that hospital, you could find out exactly what took place because those are in their records. You won't hear much about it in the public eye. You won't hear it on the news report. But I can tell you the angels in heaven rejoiced. And I know that those of you who are listening in and are looking for a healing, a physical healing in your body, are thrilled by that to know that God is still functioning and still able to do those things. So I just give God all the glory and all the praise for it. So that healing was a miracle, an instant miracle that took place in that hospital bed before the surgery was even performed. Now, I don't understand why sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't, but as many of people have said, when they get to heaven, one of the first questions that they're going to have is, God, why do you heal some and others you do not heal? But all I know is what I saw. And I saw that this man was instantly healed by the power of the blood of the Lamb and the healing power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So if that's something that you need right now, I think I might want to just take a moment and just pray for you. If anybody is listening in right now and you have a physical need in your body, whatever it might be, I'd like you to lay your hand on that part of your body, whether it be your chest or your back or your leg or your foot or whatever it might be. If you need a physical healing, I'm just going to pray for you right now. And those who are listening in, you can even believe for someone else and be in agreement that their body will be healed. So Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. And I believe, Father, that healing can go out through the airways, Father. It can go through the internet, God, Lord, and that the healing power is not limited, Father, because I'm not with that person. I can't touch that person. But God, you you are never limited in anything that you do. And so I speak healing into these bodies. I pray, Lord God, that knees and legs and arms and limbs will be healed in the name of Jesus. And I believe, Father God, that those who are suffering with stomach disorders, kidney disorders, Father, bladder disorders, whatever it might be, God, that 
healing will flow right now through their bodies. And as people are laying their hands on their own body, God, right now, I believe that you'll manifest your miracle-working power of healing, God, that that's the power that you brought into this world, God. And you sent your son Jesus, Father God, to die on the cross for us, that by his stripes we can be healed, and we are healed. I believe it, and Father, I'm going to receive it right now, and I'm going to call forth those things, Father God, in the bodies of those people, those things that are not, I call them forth as though they are, Father. That's based upon your word and the promises you gave to Abraham, Father, to bring life into his body and Sarah's body to create new living beings, babies, Father God, that'll create a new nation. I thank you for it, God, and thank you for those who've been healed, and thank you, Father God, for the restoration taking place in them, and I'll give you the praise for it and give you the glory now for it. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, I guess I hadn't planned that. I had not factored that into my notes and my preparation time, but I guess the Holy Spirit decided that that was the time and the moment to pray for a miracle to take place in people's bodies. And so I just believe that it has. And if that happened in your body, you might want to tell someone else about your miracle healing. I believe that we need to give a testimony of any type of miracle that takes place in our life, in our body, in our mind, in whatever it might apply to. It kind of reminds me of the story as when Jesus was heading into his triumphant entry on Good Friday, we call it, as he rode back into the city on the donkey because he was heading back where he was going to be crucified. And of course, he would be resurrected from the dead. As he wrote in, it says in Luke chapter 19 and verse number 36, it says, as he rode along, the crowd spread out their garments on the road ahead of him, where he reached the place where the road started down the Mount of Olives. All of his followers, listen to that, all of his followers began to shout and sing as they walked along, praising God for all the wonderful miracles they had seen. That has to be a public profession. Now, when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you need to make a public profession of your faith. And I believe the same thing applies that when you receive a miracle from the Lord, an answer to prayer, an answer that you've been praying for for maybe weeks or years or whatever it might be, that you should then give God praise for all the wonderful miracles that you've seen and anything miraculous that has taken place in your life to God be the glory forever and ever. A moment ago, I spoke about the fact that I don't understand why sometimes God heals some and sometimes he he doesn't heal others. I'm not sure I understand why. I've seen a number of healings just like I described to you. There have been cases where I've prayed for people with diabetes for years, asked them to go to the doctor and get verified, and the next week they came back to church and told me they went to the doctor and been checked and their diabetes was gone, completely removed. I I saw a young man one time who was in need of a physical problem. Matter of fact, I was a new Christian. I didn't even understand the miracle power and healing and that we could actually pray and believe that God could raise the sick. I was a new Christian. And when I went to a church on a Wednesday night in the middle of the week, and the pastor was praying for this little boy. He seemed to be four or five years old up front. His dad was holding him. The little boy was there. And my wife and I walked up because the pastor said, now let's come forward now and surround him, kind of get around him and lift up our hands unto the Lord and extend your hands out towards this young man and believe for healing in his body. Well, I, I didn't know what he had wrong and the, and the pastor didn't say what was wrong. But as I walked up there, I saw this little boy and I closed my eyes and instantly in closing my eyes, I saw this young man's internal organs. Honestly, I could see his kidneys. I could see his liver. I could see these these parts of his body. You see, because in my early years, I'd had a lot of problems with kidneys. I'd had kidney stones, dozens of them. By the time I was 16, I started having kidney stones. And I've had surgeries where as many as 30 or 40 kidney stones were removed at one time. And because of that, I became very sensitive to 
the the need of healing in the area of kidneys. And so I closed my eyes and I could just picture this young man. And all of a sudden I saw two kidneys just in my mind's eye. And one looked perfectly normal. The other one looked all shriveled up and then it was decaying or was basically not functioning. And so I prayed and I said, Father, I just pray in Jesus' name that you'd heal this young man's kidney, that you'd reach over and heal that and restore it now in Jesus' name. That's all I said. I didn't talk to him. I didn't lay hands on him. I didn't, nothing, nothing happened in that place that was outward. The church service came to an end. I went up to the pastor and I said, Pastor, that young man, I don't know what his problem was. At least I don't I don't think you told anyone. He said, no, I didn't. And I said, well, I prayed for him and I prayed that his kidney would be restored. And the one, he had one kidney that was fine. The other one was bad because I felt that I saw that in my spirit mind and in my, my eyes were literally were opened up to a spiritual level that I'd never, ever experienced before. And I don't think I'm spooky because this is a real thing that happened in my own life. And I can tell you that pastor looked at me, he says, that's amazing. He said, because this young man is going in this surgery in the next couple days and they're going to remove one of his kidneys because it's not functioning and it's decaying and it's going to be a problem for him. So that basically ended our conversation and actually I guess the pastor said one more thing. He says, well, we'll be, we'll know what took place because they'll be back to church on Sunday. I would assume if he's been healed and if he hasn't been, then he'll be in the hospital for a while. So Sunday came around a few days later and the man was back with his son and he went up before the church and the pastor was there and he said, someone in the church prayed for this young man for healing. And he explained the story about one kidney had to come out, the other one was fine. And he said when they went in to have surgery, before they did anything, the doctor double-checked, did the x-rays again, and said that the young man's kidney was normal, functioning just fine. Both of his kidneys were healthy, and there was no reason to have any type of surgical procedure. So we obviously gave God all the glory and praise. Now, I was just a new Christian. I hadn't been taught in any of this stuff. I didn't understand the miracle of healing and all that. As a matter of fact, I was as surprised, probably more surprised than anybody else was. No one ever knew in the church that I had prayed that wasn't important and had nothing to do with me, had everything to do with the healing power of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that was manifested in that young man. But I can tell you, whether you have prayed for people or have not prayed for people when it comes to for physical needs, I can tell you right now that God can anoint you and bless you. Matter of fact, He can give you the miracle of healing. It says so in the Word of God. It talks about it where Paul got it. I said that earlier. Philip had it. And it was manifested not just through Jesus. He wasn't the only one that prayed for people and they were healed. But that healing power of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ can be given as a gift to people and they can have the gift of healing. And I could give you story after story after story of cancers and situations that were just amazing where God worked a miracle. So if you know someone that has a physical need, you might want to just Call that person, talk to that person, and tell them you're going to pray for them. And even give the example, if you want to, of the testimony that I gave you of God's healing power being manifested in people that I knew. Now, I can't prove any of this to you. You'll have to believe it in faith. But I can tell you this, that both of those people were healed by the power of God through a young man who basically knew very little about the Word of God. That was me. And I can tell you, God can use you to pray for the sick, and He can use you to perform great miracles as long as He receives the glory and He receives all the honor and praise. Now I'm going to move into the Word of God again and talk about a scripture found in Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 4. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Here in the book of Hebrews, we hear about instructions given to the Israel people. And it's a warning against not believing or not having faith or drifting away from the faith or basically not believing in these scriptures. And it's written here, and I'll 
Some people give Paul the credit for writing this particular verse and others don't. I don't think that's really important who wrote it. I think what's important is that it was written and it was inspired by the Holy Spirit. So let me read you these words found in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 4 in the New Living Translation. And God confirmed the message by giving signs and wonders and various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit wherever he chose. You see, God is sovereign. We serve a sovereign God. He can choose what he wants to do and what he doesn't want to do. And wherever he chose to heal and to mend and to lift people up, you see miracles taking place. Of course, the greatest miracle that you can ever have in your life is the miracle of salvation, the miracle of going from death, the future with no hope, and I mean life with all hope through all eternity, reigning and living with Jesus Christ and reunited with those who died in the faith. But if you don't have that faith, if you've not committed your life to Christ, then you can understand what I'm talking about. So let me just very quickly explain to you all you need to do to know that you're a child of God and you're bound for eternity in heaven with with Christ. You just simply have to pray a prayer like this. Father, I'm sorry for the sins I've committed. I repent of my sins. I ask you to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that he was born of the Virgin Mary. He was crucified, died, and was buried, but he was resurrected from the dead and he gives us eternal life. So Father, on this day, I ask you to forgive me and cleanse me from all my sins and unrighteousness. And I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and I promise to serve him all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now there's another thing I had not planned to share with you in this podcast. If you looked at my notes and saw this outline that I have and the scriptures that I was going to use, I didn't use hardly any of them because I believe the Holy Spirit wanted to get two messages across today in this podcast. One, and the most important one of all, that the greatest miracle could ever take place is the miracle of salvation, to being born again in the Spirit and become a new creation, a new person tied to the life of Jesus Christ and establish a relationship with him. And the other thing that I believe the Holy Spirit wanted to have come forth out of this podcast today is for you to believe that God is able, that God is still in the healing business and that God wants to touch you and heal you and that the Holy Spirit can move through you and bring gifts into your life to give powerful gifts of healing and miracles that will come directly from the throne of grace. So if you receive those messages today, then I believe this message was successful and the one that was anointed and literally organized by God and appointed by God to take place in the way that it did. So with that, I'm just going to pray for you now. I know it was a quicker message than usual, but I'm going to pray for you and believe that God's going to bless you. And I'm going to believe he's going to lead me to know exactly when I should pick up this teaching again in miracles, whether I should just continue on from here or whether I should go back to the other series of that, that just simply a series dealing with God as our source in all things. Father, thank you once again for this opportunity I've had to bring this message at this time to those who are listening in. I thank you for what took place today. Holy Spirit, I thank you for touching me and I thank you for opening up my eyes to what you wanted me to speak about today and what you wanted to go out through this podcast. Lord, as I know this podcast has gone out to as many as nine different nations certain months and that thousands and thousands of people I believe some 27,000 people have downloaded the messages but there were none more important I believe than this particular one to 
give people hope, Father God, to give them hope to believe that they are now the child of God, that they gave their life to you, and also to believe that miracles are still alive and they're well here on earth, and the Holy Spirit is moving in miraculous ways. Now bless them and keep them. May you touch them and help them, and Father, that your healing would spread throughout the audience today, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. As I was getting ready to wrap this thing up, I just looked down at my notes and I saw one scripture I think that would be very beneficial at this time to those who are listening in. It's found in the book of Galatians and it's chapter number three. It's talking about the law and it's talking about having faith in Christ. And it's found in Galatians chapter three and verse number five. Once again, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And here it's what Paul wrote. I ask you again, does God give you the Holy Spirit and work miracles among you because you obey the law? Of course not. It is because you believe the message you heard about Christ. Now, let me ask you, did you believe the message that you heard today about Christ and about his healing power? Did you receive the message that was led by the Holy Spirit to surrender your life to Christ if you have never done that before? Do you believe the message that you heard about how God can bring the gifts of miracles into your lives and into the lives of others. If you receive that today, then I am thrilled. I'm excited to hear that people's lives were touched and that they've received the faith that they need to receive to believe that they can be used of God to pray for others and see miracles and wonders take place in their life. And so I thank you for that, Lord, and I just give you praise for it. Now, I hope that this teaching has been a blessing to you and has benefited you. And I would encourage you to keep checking in on my podcast to see when I'll be taking up the subject of miracles. I'm going to have to do a lot of praying this week and asking the Holy Spirit to help me to know exactly what I should talk about next week as I bring two more podcasts, as that's what I do each and every week. I've got topics on here I was going to talk about dealing with understanding our purpose and understanding how to have hope and how to deal with understanding why we need more strength emotionally. And there's just a whole plethora here of topics that I thought I'd be talking on, but I'm beginning to feel in my spirit that I might need to focus a little more directly on the subject of miracles. So help me with that. And for those of you who want to pray, just ask that the Holy Spirit would help me this week and get me ready to know where we go. So I can't really announce what I'm going to talk about next week because I need to spend time alone with the Lord. So with that, once again, I hope that you've been blessed, and, and I believe that God's got something very special in store for this podcast in the weeks to come, especially as we listen to the Holy Spirit and ask for His guidance and His direction and His leading, because that's what He's done today. Basically, took hours and hours of my preparation time that I've done and changed it all around instantly to have me talk about those topics that we revealed today. So if you are interested in hearing more about the subjects of faith and things like that, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com and there you'll find books that I've written in reference to faith and dealing with the issues of getting out of debt financially and understanding what generosity is all about and how to help veterans. And there's just a number of books that I've written there that address those subject matters. So I hope that you'll be able to get some help in that area. In addition to that, you can subscribe to my podcasts on cpnshows.com or wherever else you may listen to your podcasts. So with that, I just want to pray and believe that God's going to do something special for you and with you. Father, I pray that that the Lord, you will bless them, that, that you will keep them, Father God, that your face will shine upon them 
And I pray, Lord, that you'll be gracious to those, Father, who are listening in, and that you'll give them peace, Lord. And Father, they'll have the peace of God that passes all understanding. And Lord, that that peace will guard their heart and guard their mind in Christ Jesus. And I also ask that they will prosper and be in good health as their soul prospers. And right now, once again, Lord, I ask for your guidance and your direction as we move into these podcasts dealing with subjects, Lord, that you want me to handle, Lord. I don't want to teach a single podcast, Lord, that's not led by your Spirit. I know without you, I can't accomplish anything, and these podcasts will not be of value to people. But with your anointing and with your touch and with your guidance, they will hit the mark. They will touch people. People will give their life to Christ. People will be healed physically and spiritually, Father. I believe that, and I just yield to you totally and expect for you to show up this week and to reveal to us the direction that we should go. I've never closed out a podcast in this manner before, but I truly believe that the Holy Spirit is working in me and that he's got something very special planned in the podcast that will be coming up shortly. So until next time that we meet, may God richly bless you.